Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Pat- Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cammie Berthium, our producer, Paul Sodic, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Well, one of our dead friends, and if you're just tuning in, make sure to listen to the first interview on the program with Claire Ellenson. In the canon of saints is St. Martin de Porres, a turn of the 17th century Peruvian Dominican saint of mixed heritage. As is often the case with the saints, although their lives may be distant from our own in time and space, their inspiration and influence can be just what we need right here, right now. Joining me now is Will Peterson, founder and president of the nonprofit organization Modern Catholic Pilgrim. Will, welcome to Practicing Catholic. Thanks, Patrick. A great honor to be on the show. Wonderful. Well, why don't you start off, why don't we start off, tell us a little bit about Modern Catholic Pilgrim. What is it, and how did it get started? Sure. Well, it's a, as you said, nonprofit organization, and our mission is to deepen faith and build community uh, throughout the United States through walks, pilgrimage, and the Catholic, uh, Catholic tradition. So we put together multi-day walks, pilgrimages for young adults, uh, single-day pilgrimages like the one we're doing here in the Twin Cities, and then do some stuff with like self-led pilgrimages in May for Mary and in October for the saints. So uh, just trying to develop uh, an engagement with the tradition of walk pilgrimage that's really you know at the root of our Catholic prayer experience here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, how far how far abroad does do your pilgrimages go? I mean, are, are they confined to the U.S. or do they go elsewhere as well? So again, we really want to focus our mission on the United States, uh, but with the self-led pilgrimages, for example, in May, when we encourage people to go on pilgrimage for Mary, wherever they are in their world, we do have people take part. From example, we've had people on pilgrimage for Mary in Japan or in Australia or in Spain or Rome. So that allows us to have a little more of an international flavor. But really, the, the in-person group stuff we're doing is here in the United States. Gotcha. Okay, wonderful. All right, well, let's focus here locally for a second. You've got a pilgrimage, a walking pilgrimage, coming up on November 6th with its, uh, its with Ascension Parish and also the Basilica and the University of St. Thomas's campus ministry. Tell us a bit more about this day. Sure. So the Feast of St. Martin de Porres is November 3rd, and we thought it'd be appropriate uh, just the following weekend to put together this pilgrimage with these wonderful collaborators uh, to recognize him as the patron saint of racial reconciliation and also to acknowledge the history of Catholicism in Minneapolis and that there was a St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church on the near north side uh, that unfortunately uh, closed in 1957 when there was redevelopment of the area. And actually, uh, this was all with the effects of the 94 freeway uh, getting approval to be built through the city. Uh, they raised the Glenwood area for some redevelopment, and the church they thought was going to kind of be the hub for the future of the area, uh, but unfortunately people didn't move back. You know, if you tear down their home and send them away for a year or two, they're not going to come back when you rebuild. So the sure. church ultimately was shuttered. So we're going to go to the former site of St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church that really served our black Catholic community uh, in North Minneapolis before ending up at the Basilica to conclude our, our pilgrimage and offer up our prayers and intentions to St. Martin de Porres. Okay, wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit more about St. Martin de Porres and why he is a patron of racial reconciliation? Sure. So, uh, as you had mentioned, a Peruvian saint uh, born to uh, uh, either a black, uh, kind of African or indigenous uh, mother, they're not quite sure, and a Spanish father. I was actually born uh, out of wedlock. 
And uh, so being a, a darker-skinned Catholic and just a person in that time uh, experienced discrimination and ultimately wasn't exactly uh, allowed to really join the Dominicans as a fully professed brother as he wanted to initially, uh, but became a lay helper and was just such a holy and giving man uh, in his time in the Priory of the Dominicans and then in the local community, just even from a young age, giving all this money, giving all this time to the poor, uh, that it was really found that he had this great calling and ultimately was able to profess solemn vows with the Dominicans there and was a great spiritual director to his fellow friars and uh, just acknowledged in his time as, as a saint. So it's exciting for us to recognize someone who was so giving of himself and has a great line. He was kind of a, a barber and a surgeon, and so people would come to him for medical healing, and he would say, I only cure you. It is God who heals you. And in a time when we're all, you know, we all need healing, uh, it's great to have the saints, right, point us to God. And so he points us to God through our praying for his intercession uh, in this way. Nice. Yeah, very good. And and that actually leads me to my next question is, anything that you're particularly hoping for in terms of fruits that will come from this walking pilgrimage on November the 6th? Yeah, well, I go, uh, you know, to our great Archbishop Hebda's words, where he says he feels the Holy Spirit is pr- uh, prompting our local church to lead an effort to turn to the Lord as the one who unites us as sisters and brothers. So this is a time for us to come together as community and to focus on our commonalities and the fact that we can pray together and share intentions. So uh, we just see it as an opportunity for us to spend time outside of everyday life in prayer with a great saint of the church who's our patron for racial reconciliation, an opportunity to really walk the walk um, and to lift up those prayers both as a group and our own individual prayers as we conclude the pilgrimage at the Basilica, which actually houses the former stained glass windows of St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church, and uh, and to be returned home changed, you know, and, and ideally just experiencing more community and more solidarity and less division uh, that our society likes to kind of focus on these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. And this is a walking walking pilgrimage, um, and you mentioned before that you put together a lot of walking pilgrimages specifically for young adults, but this one's open to anyone, correct? Correct. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. All are welcome to take part. It's free to attend. There'll be an optional pancake breakfast at Ascension starting at Ooh. 9.30. Our uh, prayer, opening prayer service will begin in the church at 10.30. We'll walk, uh, stopping at the former St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church and continuing to the Basilica, getting there around noon to conclude in prayer, and then there's an optional lunch as well. And all of this would just be provided to any and all who show up. So uh, kind of a great opportunity for fellowship, for hospitality, for prayer, uh, and social experience. Uh, should be a wonderful event. Yes, and, and again, yeah. any and all are welcome to attend. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I should ask you, too, if people are interested in kind of marking it on the calendar or finding out more, is there a place they can go to learn more about this walking pilgrimage? Yes, we have uh, kind of a sign-up page and the information hosted on the Basilica's website. So uh, mary.org, and then if you go to their events calendar and go to November 6th, there's a link to it and uh, an opportunity to sign up and just read a bit more about what's going to be happening. I should also mention we should, we will have like buses to shuttle people back to Ascension at the end, so we're not going to make you turn around and walk back. 
<laughs> That's very good. That's very good. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the role of, of pilgrimage in general. And uh, obviously, this is something that has touched you in founding Modern Catholic Pilgrim, Will. So um, what what would you say are some of the, what are the great things that can be gleaned for our spiritual lives from pilgrimage? A, a wonderful question. I go to, you know, we look at uh, what back in two said, we are a pilgrim church, and we all have, we're on this pilgrimage to the spiritual new Jerusalem, you know, to heaven. But, you know, we're an incarnate people, and so for us to better understand that spiritual journey that we're on throughout our life, it helps to go on geographic pilgrimage, to actually walk and to spend that time, again, stepping outside of everyday life, putting the phone away, and and just saying, I am a pilgrim now, and I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to go to a chosen site to lift to God through Mary and the saints' intercession, my prayers and intentions. So it's a wonderful opportunity for us to, uh, again, dive into the traditions of our church, to recognize that people were making pilgrimage to, you know, the tombs of St. Peter and Paul and the catacombs in Rome, you know, within a hundred years of their death. We've got evidence of people making pilgrimage to Jerusalem, you know, for the sites associated with Christ's life, death, and resurrection within 100, 150 years of his resurrection. And we also get to recognize that we know Christ as, uh, you know, a Jewish uh, person would have made pilgrimage to Jerusalem himself. And we have the Psalms that are pilgrimage songs. We have right. evidence, you know, Luke 2.41, um, each year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. They're going up on pilgrimage. So it just allows us to pray with Christ. It allows us to um, be active in our prayer and to um, kind of act out that symbolic spiritual journey that we're on throughout our lives. Mm. Great answer, Will. I got to say, that's a really nice, succinct, and and uh, right on target. I love it. So I, I'm also intrigued by, was there something that drew you specifically to walking pilgrimages? Because, uh, you know, I've been on a number of pilgrimages, but most of the time, most of the ones I've been on anyway, you're spending more time on a plane or on a bus than you are actually walking. But of course, you know, it, for most of Christian history, pilgrimages have been walking. So is there something in specific that has drawn you to walking pilgrimages? I, I think, as, as you say, it, it what was the case for so much of our history, and again, pilgrimage, that moving away from the everyday, and you do it, and, and I'm, not just, I'm not saying that you can't have a wonderful pilgrimage experience, you know, flying somewhere, you know, taking a bus somewhere, but that kind of rhythm of the walking, and that just get, uh, getting outside of kind of self and uh, encountering the community and the land in that way, sort of like the three mile per hour God, um, where you're just kind of in prayer, we find it's just been so beneficial. Um, and it allows us when we do multi-day walk pilgrimages for young adults, uh, you stay with hosts along the way, you know, and get to experience that biblical hospitality, which we try to emulate with the pancake breakfast before this pilgrimage on November 6th with the lunch afterwards. But um, just for whatever reason, I find uh, it's more effective. We've tried doing the bus pilgrimage stuff, but just really the walk-in and the opportunity. We think about the disciples who walked with Christ on the road to Emmaus, and that kind of Emmaus model really is uh, important to us. So they encountered Christ and like prayed with Him really just through walking and talking together. And uh, we want our pilgrims to encounter Christ. And so to recognize that you can encounter Christ on the road uh, seems to be just a great way to do it through the act of walking. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's great. And of course, the the classic walking pilgrimage of the Camino, the way, as it were. The and uh, I I see on your website that there will be that you're you're doing a pilgrimage on the Camino in next summer. It looks like is that right? That's correct. It'll be our, uh, our kind of one time going beyond the U.S. border. But yeah, very excited to go to really the most well-known of walk pilgrimage routes, the Camino de Santiago in Spain. And to, we have our chaplain, Father Christopher Wancio, is a great captain Franciscan who leads these pilgrimages all the time coming out with us and should just be a blessed experience. Uh, so looking forward to that. But I oftentimes tell people, you know, that's great, but we also do, you know, we can go on walk pilgrimage here in the United States. So I can get a little conflicted on those things. <laughs> uh, but we're very excited about the opportunity. Okay. All right. Well, we'll focus back in on the on the local. Again, the <laughs> specifics on that, and we'll hit this after the break as well. But uh, join fellow Catholics in the upcoming pilgrimage with St. Martin de Porres, patron saint of Re- racial reconciliation. It's going to be Saturday, November 6th, beginning in prayer at Ascension Church at 1030 a.m., um, walking to the former site of St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church on the north side for reflection, and conclude the pilgrimage in prayer at the Basilica of St. Mary from 1215 to 1230 p.m., along with lunch for anybody who desires it there. Well, Will Peterson, thank you so much for joining us here on Practicing Catholic. God bless you. I hope the event goes really, really well on November 6th. Thank you. appreciate the opportunity to spread the word on your show here today. All right. Take care and God bless. Well, it's time for a final break. When we come back, Paul and I will have our lists of invitations to grow your faith polished and ready. So stick around. <laughs> 